0: Forever, dog, this is the
1: caos.
2: Show and it
1: is
0: really, really good. Hello and welcome to another episode of Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. I'm so pumped for this episode that we have about just a character where there's, I just didn't even realize how much there is, April Kepner, uh, Maritza Montanez, who's an incredible comedian at UCP and around the city. And also, like, is just a general cool and smart person, works in a bookstore and likes dogs. Um, She's great. We were on an improv team together at UCB, what feels like three years ago, because it was. um, We talk about April Kepner and all of the things that she represents, her journey, where she starts, where she ends up. And uh, it's interesting because we kind of, like, took her out of the context of, like, her romantic relationships and there still feels like there's so much more to talk about but I think that you're really going to enjoy the episode um this is the first recording that I we did since i come back from being out of town and stuff like that so I still am gathering all of the thoughts that you sent me when we had a little brief hiatus and next time um I will put some of those together because also there have been some exciting developments in the world of our world um about Greys, etc. We'll get to those later. In the meantime, if you have not yet given this podcast a five-star rating or left a review, I would appreciate it. And yep, yeah, that's it. Let's just listen to this episode about April Kepner. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nicole's Grays Anatomy. I'm so excited for this episode because, because of the subject matter. Uh, which is April Kepner, which we will get into. And for people who have listened to the podcast before, you know that I I differ. Well, actually, some people like April Kepner, some people don't. I I don't always love her, but this prepping for this podcast has made me reevaluate my stance. We'll get into it. But most importantly, our guest, who's an incredible comedian, you can find her at UCB all the time. She also, I would say more importantly, is an up-to-date devoted Gray's fan who is part of a small, I would say elite, but it's not, a group of comedians who still discuss Gray's. It's Marissa Montagnev. Hello! <laughs> is that the type of credit that you usually get going into any Honestly, project?
2: yes. <laughs> um, I did. Uh, there, there, Caitlin Bitsagai has a show at ECV yes. Theatre. Uh, and when she introduced me for it, the, the theme for that show was like 90 or no yeah it was like 90s movies and Uh she was like this isn't relevant to this (laughs) but I want you all to know that we're in this shared Facebook group incredible Uh, Caitlin
0: Caitlin was on the podcast with Lauren Brickman and they it was a the theme of the episode was tragedies and we just all brought in the (gasps) saddest things we could remember from episodes and it was um, it was really sad actually It, it was really fun, but it was really sad.
2: <laughs> I know. I I I mean, well, this will come up. Yes. Um But I
0: I love Grey's just like preying on our emotions. Oh, absolutely. Well, it is the perfect the perfect segue into asking you what your Grey's journey is.
2: Yay. Um. Yes. So I I started watching Grey's Anatomy. I believe I. I know I was like 16 years old and I think that that was around season three. Okay. Um, I think like when I started it was I think it was season three. It was like um around the time of San, uh, Sandra, oh. Sandra, <laughs> of, of Christina Yang and Burke. Yeah. Um, okay. And the height of that. um, I started watching it. I think at the time I didn't watch very much TV. My family was like was like in a few years of being like, we don't, we're not going to have cable for now. Yeah. Um, but my sister had just moved back home after college and, and she was like, I need to get out of the house every once in a while. So we would go to our aunt's house, mm-hmm. just another house. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on, that's
0: all you need. It really just is. Another
2: house. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so nice. Cause we would go to my aunt's house and she's like the favorite aunt. Uh-huh. Uh, none of my other aunts will listen to this. So I think it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, But she would, like, have us over to watch Grey's Anatomy every week. I think Grey's Anatomy was just, like, kind of a coincidence. It was, like, Thursday nights. Yes. Uh, And so it was just, like, come on over. And we'd show up and she'd have, like, hot chocolate and Oreos and things. That's amazing. Uh, And so it was, like, just so nice. Um, So initially it was just, like, this is what's on. And we're watching it together and it's fun to watch together. And then I think by the time Burke left Christina. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, I'm invested. Yeah. And now I love this. And then I sort of just kept up to date for a while. And eventually I circled back to watch seasons one through three.
0: And then I've watched those
2: seasons probably like three or four times in the last few years.
0: Yeah. So how how far along were you when you doubled back to watch the first few seasons?
2: It's a good question. I would I think I was probably around, it was probably around season six or so.
0: Wow. Um,
2: So a few years had passed. And I was in college and just was like, I need
0: to watch more shows. I mean, you definitely... I knew like all of the friendships and stuff like that, but there's there is a bunch of like back like what did you think when you saw them the Addison stuff for the first time? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I was blown away. <laughs> um, was, that's like I such was like, a weird she's so intimidating. Cause in season three, it's like there's a will that like there's like a question of who they're gonna choose, but you don't necessarily know the circumstances of like how everyone got to that place.
2: Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I have huge gaps. I think with that and also like all of the Denny Stuff. Oh, I was yeah. like they keep talking about Denny. I know something big happened. Um, is yeah, I- this
0: dead guy who just like is appearing to Izzy? Yes,
2: I think that might have been maybe it was around that season that you were uh, like I have to double back. Yeah, I was like I need some context. Who's this like handsome ghost?
0: Um, who is this? And I was like a handsome okay. ghost.
2: <laughs> and who is he? Um and so then I was like I got to go back. Um and those seasons are so fun. They're so good. Because um, it's just like at its very like silliest and pulpiest in so many ways. Yeah. And then also so wild. Just like the bomb. All of that is so wild.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There are some just there's really like the blueprint for what a crazy medical case could be. Yeah. In a really fun way. In some of those earlier episodes. I'm just so... The Overton window of what is normal in a procedural has been shifted for me so far. (laughs) Like, I really have to work hard to think about how crazy it is that there's an episode about a homemade bazooka with live ammunition inside of a body and people's hands are stuck in there. Like... That sentence should shock and appall, but I I really have to do some work to get to the mindset where I'm like, oh, that's weird. I'm like, no, that's actually, sometimes that, well, that could happen if you're a World War II reign (laughs) actor. (laughs) So that's, you know, personally a disease that I choose not to treat. But (laughs) so who who are the characters who you most love and identify with um, in the series? Yeah. Um, I
2: think some of the ones that are maybe the least controversial are like, Christina Yang. Yeah. uh, Where it's like, of course, just objectively Mm -hmm. uh, one of the best characters. Um, I also, I love Alex Karev too. Me too. For some reason, it hadn't occurred to me before, like just how much I loved him. And then I was like, oh no, he's great. Yeah. Uh, And especially once I went back and rewatched the early seasons, I was like, who was he? He was so mean. So mean. Such a nightmare. And what a journey he's been on. Yes.
0: So you have to give it up for Alex Grapp. Yeah. He, he somehow has put in a lot of work.
2: So much. <laughs> and at the same time, I'm like, oh, wow. And you still haven't even been to therapy.
0: I know. I know. I'm like, get
2: there. Get there, buddy. <laughs> oh, um, so him, of course. I liked Callie a lot. Yeah. Um, so much. Um, and then... The the less uh, popular ones are mm. I I have a soft spot though a little bit more of a hate relationship with like Izzy yeah um but especially when I went back and watched the first season I guess that amplified both the love and hate the like er- early seasons
0: yeah I I love Izzy I don't I'm glad I don't know her in real life but yes. like I really like I love. A lot of her storylines, even though they're frus, they can be really frustrating.
2: Yeah, I think it's mostly that the frustration, Uh, and I, I think I identified with her hard in terms of being like, "Oh, you're so (laughs) self-righteous." I was like, "Izzy, just get out of your way, (laughs) get out of your own way," Um, which is probably why there's a little bit of a of a frustration of like. Um, but she does lots of good things. She does. Uh, and then, of course, April Kepner. Yeah. Uh, who we've talked we were about. We're doing a little this bit.
0: episode on. Um, yeah. So, did you always like April, or was it? Did the Did the relationship grow? I think the relationship grew.
2: I think initially, when she was on, it, it's I'm having a tougher time. Even when I was rewatching clips in the lead up to this, I was like, "How did I feel about her when she first came on?" Uh,
0: and There were just so many of the Mercy Westers. It was kind of hard to pick out like which ones in particular.
2: Yes, because I think especially when it first when they first joined, I, I remember like Reed much more than
0: I remember Kepner. Or I loved own. Reed, even she though she great. was she was really mean. <laughs> yes, like and I actually was surprised when I rewatched by how mean she kind of was. But I I remember. That my two favorite Mercy Westers were Reed and Charles. So, Mm -hmm. you know, too bad for me. (laughs) I know. um, Famously, they... They they perish quite, quite soon after. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Jackson and April who... I was just about to say we're stuck with. But that's not exactly... That's not exactly fair. But, Mm -hmm. Yeah. It took a while for them to give Jackson kind of any color. like
2: Yeah. It's funny. I forget sometimes that he was one of the Mercy Westers, which totally. is wild because it's like, yeah, the, you were he was in
0: those there. orange scrubs. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to remember. It is. Also, just because he's so much like a foundation of the, of the, foundation. Of the hospital. <laughs> he's such a foundation of the foundation. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> but like, I don't know, the whole... Catherine Avery. So, uh, my friend Chelsea, um, who is from Seattle, started watching the show around the time that I started the podcast, and I was like, "You, I'm so excited!" <laughs> and I saw her last night, and she was just saying, like, uh, "Catherine Avery is like really starting to be. She's in season eight, like really. Mm. Catherine Avery is like starting to be like more of a character." And I was like, "Oh yeah, that is gonna get. <laughs> There's gonna be more." of that. But what I kind of recently learned through interviews and stuff with Ellen Pompeo is like Debbie Allen was brought in as almost like a almost like a life coach for the show. Oh. Like the the work culture was so toxic and everyone was so like competitive and catty and on bad behavior and then Shonda stopped show running to go do stuff for Scandal. And I think it just was like mayhem. And Ellen Pompeo describes this conversation that she had with Shonda Rhimes where they were like, this work culture is bad and we work for so many weeks a year and the hours are horrible. And what is it going to take for the show to keep going? And Ellen Pompeo was like, this needs to be a fun place to work. And I guess Debbie Allen was like a huge part of that. Like, they brought her in, like, I think, to do more. I mean, she definitely was on screen more. I, I think she maybe already was an EP, but was just in general, like, I think, around more, started directing more. And Ellen Pompeo credits Debbie Allen to, like, turning the ship around. Wow. Which really puts into context also, like, how that character was written, because I think that that's also what Catherine Avery does. Yeah. Uh, in a way, where, like, she comes in to be this like outside perspective to be like, you guys should streamline how this hospital works. There's too much riffraff. <laughs> like <laughs> what if you guys just uh, focused more on innovation and on X and Y instead of just getting caught up in all of this other stuff. And it's, it's weird to think about like the big picture <laughs> of, about that. Um, yeah. I just was like, yeah. I don't know if that helps or <laughs> or hurts watching her come in. So much of who Catherine Avery is, I feel like then impacted it trickled down to like who Jackson is as a character, because I don't think they had created that strong of a foundation for him all on his own. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I feel like it's always hard to remember that he like wasn't there.
2: Well, because I think also once we got so much more of Catherine Avery, it gave so much context to Jackson. Yeah. Um And revealed so much. Like, I feel like for the longest time, we didn't know he was a wealthy, wealthy boy. Yes, (laughs) I know. And then it was like, oh, oh, this somehow makes so much sense.
0: I do think it's kind of funny that they were like the Harper Avery Award. But then they had Debbie Allen and they were like, okay, so listen, here's what happened. Catherine... Fox, married into the Avery family, but that marriage fell apart because he didn't want to be part of the Avery legacy. So Catherine Avery actually became like the head of the Avery Foundation, and um, and that's why she's the one who's kind of doing all the stuff and not like this dad who lives in Montana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, wow, we really created a backstory and then really bent it (laughs) to to have the people who we wanted to be on screen have the type of power that we wanted them to have it's it has always not made sense to me and even in the Montana episode I was like okay (laughs) I believe you I just don't think this makes sense like if Harper Avery is this hardened why did he let anyway it's fine (laughs) and he's like this like like, sexual harasser, but he let his daughter in, like, it's okay, don't worry about it.
2: Um, (laughs) It's so much, I think that's also, that made me think of something that that I feel like has made me a good Grey's fan, (laughs) (laughs) Um, in some ways, Uh, which is, I think sometimes, especially because I started watching this show so just, like, initially uninvested, Mm -hmm. I suspend disbelief so fast. (laughs) Oh, same. (laughs) I'm like, oh, oh, this doesn't
0: make sense, okay. (laughs)
2: Uh, It it won't occur to me that something doesn't make sense until someone points it out.
0: I know. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Doing this podcast has been interesting because it has made me think in a different way about Gray's, like, outside of kind of just a purely emotional, Mm -hmm. like, relationship-based realm. And I have realized, I mean, it's made me realize that I think that the show is amazing and that the writing is really good and I, like, love these characters But it also has, I don't know, you just kind of see the puppet strings a little bit. And it's Mm -hmm. it's fun from like a industry perspective to be like, God, making TV is so crazy. Like, I can't believe all the stuff that goes into it. But it's but it is there is a little bit of like the illusion of everything making sense. I don't know. Much like God, Grace does (laughs) send us tests. And (laughs) and when you suspend disbelief, you 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 do good, you 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 do what they're asking of you. Uh, but it's But yeah. then it's
2: also like, oh, oh, but we should be critical of God and Grace.
0: <laughs> I mean with every single medical case, I'm like, sounds right to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like no matter what, and with like treatment and I don't know. There's a video that YouTube keeps wanting me to watch that's like a real doctor reacts to Grace's oh anatomy. And I'm like, honestly, you could not pay me to watch that video. I don't wanna know what a doctor thinks of Grey's anatomy. I Mm-hmm. I'm sure that I bet that they will, like, say one thing where, like, they wear their scrubs backwards or something and it'll ruin the rest of every time I see them. I'll be like, their mm-hmm. scrubs are backwards. And I just don't want to know that type of stuff.
2: Yeah. And I think for me, I'm just like, well, they're the very improv specifically. I'm like, they're playing at the top of their intelligence. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if it's accurate, but
0: it's they sound right enough. It sounds... <laughs> It sounds right. Yeah, I wrote a video. I watched a video that like ruined my life oh, that no. was like a behind the scenes with all of the actors mm-hmm. and they were being quizzed on what certain medical things were. Ooh. And they were like, because, you know, you just have to memorize all this jargon as an actor. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what's, um, what's a tracheotomy? What's a this? And watching them really struggle, I was like, this is absolutely ruining my life like I I actually need to believe not that these people are doctors Mm -hmm. but that like that they didn't just memorize words that they actually like somehow had some type of method immersion in medical knowledge
2: yes I it's also funny because even as you were saying that a little part of my brain is like not a little most of it's like (laughs) isn't it easier to memorize things if you know what they are
0: sure but absolutely
2: but also i am uh, not doing it around the clock like me. so yeah,
0: like, yeah. it seems like there were certain things where they were like oh oh i know this it's um and they kind of just described what their character would do they're like <laughs> it's um it's the one where you have to hold down the this and then make the incision but like they didn't know like what it's for, like how, like they're just what like, like it yeah, they like remembered the episode that they had to do it in. <laughs> and they're like okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> like it's
2: life or death. Yeah, and if you mess it up, then your career is ruined. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Rachel Winitsky, who's watching the show uh, for the very first time, Ooh. she just got to season fifteen, but she actually she she just watched the episode that means when April Kepner. Mm. Uh, Gets in the car accident, mm-hmm. and she sent me this video of of when they're giving her like um chest uh com- what is it called chest compression? No, it's called is that right? Oh, it's uh, you, you know, know I'm like oh it, you know this is hard. Huh. Okay, so this is hard. Okay, so you know um <laughs> but they're tending po- point to her chest. Point <laughs> Chambers on this one, <laughs> but uh but anyway, and it I forgot that they literally. I can't believe I'm just describing this video that Rachel filmed of her TV screen. But it's like <laughs> they are um, giving her chest compressions so hard that they're like bouncing their whole bodies up and down. And then she, her body, which is limp, is like flopping around like a fish. And she sent it to me being like, okay, quiet on set and action. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's hor, hor- <laughs> That's horrifying to think about what, That that was just actors at work and not friends trying to save their friends. I just really don't like thinking about how about how it's fake. I really like to imagine that all of it is real.
2: Yeah, it's funny now that uh, or not now they've probably been on for a while. But uh, now that I'm following so many of the Grey's actors on Instagram. Yeah, even that sometimes feels weird Uh, because I'm like, oh, Ellen Pompeo. Her energy is so different from Grey's.
0: unhinged it's I absolutely yeah. love it but it's yeah yes it's I was crazy. like I <laughs> like
2: her uh love that she is a separate person <laughs> yeah and also I was like this is so mind-boggling to me and it's I, it's hard to reconcile
0: <laughs> yeah the first time that I it, oh I mean it took it I was so far into Grace before I like saw how she is in real life yeah and I was I was like shocked because I was like oh she's acting Mm -hmm. like that she's playing a character she is not playing herself at all although she has in the recent years definitely been a little bit more like now now like it's a lot of like (laughs) her being like a little more resigned or whatever who do you follow I follow I think I just these days follow Ellen Pompeo Mm -hmm. Jessica Capshaw And Debbie Allen. Oh, that's
2: a good combo. I think I'm following uh, Ellen Pompeo for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Debbie Allen for sure.
0: There's a lot there. Yeah. There's Uh, a lot. (laughs) For those of you who are still watching Grey's, Debbie Allen has got the behind the scenes content. She wears... She'll be like, here's everyone dancing. Here's everyone dancing. Here I am in a matching loose cotton set with a matching like pink newsboy cap like Mm -hmm. the the style it's incredible (laughs) yeah uh yeah okay Debbie Allen oh
2: yeah um I am following oh Sarah Drew I had to unfollow but I check
0: on her every week and it's like I don't know why I can't just just clip it click the button but
2: it's so uh following her I am always like ah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> uh, I think I started following her when the sh- when she was being written off. Oh, same. Uh, I mean, I was like, I was like, I gotta oh, know. It
0: was a long goodbye mm-hmm. on Instagram, and I was there for all of it. Yeah. I mean, I I have spoken about this on the podcast before, but I feel like a social scientist, like piecing together where the friendships are on mm-hmm. grays and like Sarah Drew's departure was a massive, you know data dump of who is friends with who because who who said goodbye to her who she relished in goodbyes with was really uh really insightful yes yeah
2: yeah uh and it's so interesting and a little sad sometimes and a little sad Um, yeah but the
0: box that the crew gave her uh, with all like those like special props and stuff was that was very sweet yeah That's the thing where I was like oh
2: you can't be I was like you must be you probably are a lot (laughs) Uh, and that's
0: not wrong. Uh, That impression isn't wrong. There's a certain vanity to being an actor that I think just like when you are just genuinely in the industry you have been through so many auditions and then you finally like achieve this thing. Like I, I think there's just a certain mindset that you can't not have if mm-hmm. you're going to do it and but it somehow surprises me with sarah drew for some reason when it's just like so many photos of like audition looks and yeah. like oh i auditioned for like a period piece today and like just a lot of like red carpet stuff i mean she just is very pretty and
2: mm-hmm.
0: and is and just it's just it's all photos of herself which is totally fine oh i also follow kim raver
2: Oh, oh, wait. Which one's Kim Raver? Teddy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, she must be great. She's she
0: is a lot of like uh, family vacation yes. photos. Um, Like like she'll post something like first day of season 16. Let's go. But like it's not it's not like a Debbie Allen. Like here's Grace this fun account. thing we did. Yeah, it's not a Grays account. <laughs> it's it's. It's Kim Raver's life. And yeah. we're and we're we're just we just get to see about a snapshot. Mm-hmm. Do you follow like um, for a period of time until he cheated on his wife? I was following um, Jesse Williams.
2: Oh, I somehow had not heard about the cheating yet. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. Is it, until right now, you mean? Yeah. Oh, it sucks. OK, I, I'll just tell you.
2: And think I'm still following him. Oof, he was oof.
0: he was one of those Paul Rudd men mm-hmm. who was just married to a normal ass lady, yes. and it's and like she seemed
2: great. Yeah, she and was cool. like a
0: a teacher. They were married for thirteen years, and yeah, he like divorced her, and then in the divorce proceedings said something like, "I'm not an ATM," something to, <laughs> to that extent, and then has since been linked to many younger models. I might be crazy, but I kind of think that the first one was like the first woman who he was linked to that was like, maybe he cheated was Mina Suvari. Am I, I it's like, have I ever thought that name (laughs) in any other context? I'm going to look it up real quick because I, because I think that's an embarrassing mistake if that's not her. Um, (laughs) Minka Kelly. Oh, not Mina go. Suvari. Yeah. I that, that, Mina Suvari was a name that came from a place that I didn't know I had inside <laughs> of me. Um, and I'll evaluate that later. But yeah, Minka Kelly is who uh, he was linked to. And then now he's with someone else. But yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, if Yikes. you
0: divorce your teacher wife and then don't give her a lot of your money. I'm mm-hmm. going to have to say that I'm not going to follow you on Instagram anymore and that's yeah. that's all the power I have. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I have.
2: He is one of those people that I think even before I knew that from following him and stuff I'm like you're going to disappoint us <laughs> for sure. Um it's yeah. that sort of uh, that thing where it feels like like I'm like oh good you're doing some good things but also how he much of this really is performative yes yeah which yeah. always makes me nervous and then I'm like oh no um and yeah doesn't totally surprise me but I had not heard somehow
0: yeah I mean the the uproar that I witnessed the ATM on, line is on Twitter bad. was like yeah the uproar that I noticed was just like for all of this like activism that you seem to be super into. You sure did cheat on your wife with a white woman like yeah good good job dude like (laughs) was sort of was seemed to be kind of the um, the number one take Mm -hmm. on Twitter from the people that I that I most respect but yeah he he and uh, Ellen Pompeo seem to be like friends in real life.
2: I think that's part of what like endeared me to him in a way where I was like well maybe maybe this is legitimate yeah uh, totally she's someone who I think uh, when I first started to like learn about Ellen Pompeo as a person yeah. <laughs> um, it was like uh, around the time that that article about uh, how she's like negotiated her pay yeah and all that came out and I was like oh she's super cool
0: yeah uh, I, I love
2: yeah and I was like this is not what wonderful. I expected of her personality wise and I like it mm-hmm. um, and just that totally. way, well, was like oh you're scrappy and Cool. She's
0: super scrappy. That's the perfect word. Yeah, yeah. she's she's really scrappy. Yeah, I I uh, I do think that Sarah Drew is probably the most bang for your buck Instagram follow you could you could get. Like, <clears throat> she posts really frequently, mm-hmm. long captions, so and long. very very genuine. Actually, I mean, there was something that she posted. I hope I haven't talked about this on the podcast. before. <laughs> oh well, there was something that she posted. You know, she was very open about the fact that when she, that she did not want to leave Grace, and that yeah. it was very hard for her. And I thought that that was cool. Like, I thought that that was cool that she didn't, like, pretend that that was something that she wanted. Like, she, mm-hmm. it was a very long goodbye. She drew it out. There probably... I would say that conservatively, there are probably 20 posts for you to just kind of, like, peruse if that's something you haven't looked at yet. <laughs> but she got cast in a CBS pilot mm. and... Uh, was and posted this like big celebration when she found out she got cast in it. And then there was like a six week period between the pilot being shot and her finding out if it was going to get picked up to series. And she wrote this big post about like how she had watched the Brene Brown, you know, Netflix thing. And she was like, I have spent so much of my career preparing for the worst and just kind of bracing myself and trying to adjust my expectations. So if something doesn't go my way, I don't, feel bad. But in according to Brene Brown, I'm going to try to spend these six weeks in this place of hopeful expectation. And I'm just going to hope really, really hard that my show gets picked up and just feel really happy and enjoy it. Because the fact is, is if it doesn't get picked up, I'm going to be crushed no matter what. And I'd, ra- I'd rather just have the time of my life, these six weeks, being really proud of the work I did and loving the crew and just being excited than to uh, already take away my joy because the fact is I'll be crushed either way and it did not get picked up and she wrote this like post being like I had the most amazing past six weeks and I have no regrets and I'm heartbroken and I I just actually think about that all the time
2: (laughs) I was gonna say I did not throw her a follow
0: but I just really (laughs) I really did follow that (laughs) (laughs) and I think about that all the time of like oh yeah preparing for the worst actually doesn't oh make a difference. Yeah,
2: like you're still crushed at you're the end. You're still crushed
0: at the end, and all you did was kind of like not enjoy it for the time that it lasted. Yeah. So there is there is actually some... That's like the the best version of what Sarah Drew brings to Instagram.
2: Mm-hmm. And then the, like the, the weird side is the like, <laughs> oh, you, you. I wonder who you vote for. <laughs> um. Yeah, she did...
0: Weirdly, the guy who plays Matthew, her her paramedic... Mm-hmm. fiance then ex then husband surprise husband surprise husband yeah truly a surprise <laughs> husband she and him co-starred then as like yes. military base lovers in some type of christian drama that i think did not hit theaters <laughs> or if it did hit limited limited theaters i was interested be like oh your april kepner's faith is Seems to be something that you you are accessing from your own life. Yes, which and I it feels genuine on the show, so that makes yeah. sense.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, that's one of those things where I have like mixed feelings because I'm like, well, she could like I'm like, oh, I grew up with lots of people who uh, would watch that movie <laughs> uh, and are fine and are like, yeah, cool and good. Uh, and but then also I'm like, I also grew up with lots of people who would watch that movie and are nightmares. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it. I, I think for now, it's sort of the greatest thing of like, I'm suspending disbelief and just hoping and being like, maybe you're still, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, totally. And you might be. Um, but yeah, the the thing with what you're saying about like the Brene Brown thing, yeah. I'm like, I think that's one of those, in her posts, that's where I'm like, oh, I think when I'm like at my mentally healthiest, yeah. I'm able to think see things like in that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes her accessible to me in some ways where I'm like, oh, I'll hate you for this sometimes, but I like yeah. that you really are like, I'm just going to let myself enjoy things. And I might seem a little, mm, a little too hopeful sometimes yeah. or naive, Um, but like, oh, oh, well. Mm-hmm. And at least I'll like enjoy that time. And I'm like, that's something that I admire and also sometimes judge. And, yeah. and it's such a weird mixed bag. But she... She really wears her heart on her
0: sleeve Yes, on Instagram.
2: Yeah. I was going to say something you probably haven't covered yet, just because it was like, I think truly an Instagram post she made in the last couple of days. Oh, please. uh, Was something. She was like, she's like on vacation with her family. Great. um, And it was just like a post. It was a video to the feed, I believe, that Mm -hmm. was like her... Um, in her bathing suit just like running around this hotel room being like oh my gosh it's so big it's so beautiful Uh, and then like there's like a little pool attached and she was like look at this it's gorgeous look at the view and I was like oh you're just so happy right yeah. now um, and it's very cute and sweet yeah um, and I'm I'm like oh I see how it could be annoying um, but also I was like yeah that is a cool room yeah and probably if I were in it and no one was looking
0: I would be like whoa yeah I would like do I this totally out. the same thing yeah yeah it's it's weird it's weird how much you just would expect people to be more jaded than she is. It's yes. like nice that she isn't. Mm-hmm. But but ain't that the April Kepner way? Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll really get into April Kepner and watch a bunch of clips. Hello, we're back. And okay, before we get into April Kepner... Oh my God. Okay. So I went and I watched the video that Marissa was talking about. It's, you have to scroll down like five posts to find it because she's been on vacation. She's been posting all the videos. The video is incredible. I really, I highly recommend it's from August 18th. But the thing that I have to say is she went with Howl talent relations, which if you remember was something I was discussing with, I honestly can't remember who that (laughs) Kelly McCreary has this like celebrity Travel place (laughs) where like the they book you uh, like these nice hotels and then you post about it. Oh, it's like it's like it's like almost like sponsored. And I remember just like when Kelly Kelly McCreary, when she went on her honeymoon last year. It's fine. I I know the correct, normal, healthy amount about everyone, and it's actually totally okay. Also, Camilla Luddington to get married um, last a uh, couple weeks ago. Anyway.
1: <laughs>
0: Uh, Kelly McCreary, who plays Maggie, went on this vacation on her honeymoon and she kept tagging how talent relations, which is like this. It's like a celebrity talent uh, travel agency. Oh and I just absolutely screamed because it means that Kelly McCreary gave Sarah Drew the information to have this huge like presidential suite. And all you have to do is just like post about every facet of your vacation and about the hotel and about the restaurants and stuff like that, because you're like basically giving them free advertising. So it's her just being like from the lobby at grand Velas Cabos. The place is so beautiful. And the staff here is incredible. Hashtag paradise. Also (laughs) head over to my stories to see something. My kids went nuts for hashtag my Velas experience, hashtag travel partner at (laughs) Hell talent relations (laughs) and i have to say i just am absolutely just top to bottom obsessed how talent relations again has like under four thousand followers i don't i but this video of her genuinely frolicking through her hotel room Mm -hmm. is commented on by kelly mccreary who says live it up three exclamation points (laughs) have so much fun a lot of use a lot of exclamation points wow uh, so the thought funny. that I just had was this is the best day of my life <laughs> to find <laughs> out that Sarah Drew used Howell Talent Relations. I have, again, nice. I can't stress this enough, a disease. And <laughs> I also can't stress this enough, I have chosen not to do anything to cure it. Yes. Okay. April Kepner. Yes. Let's get into it.
2: Oh, my gosh.
0: We meet April Kepner as a Mercy West transfer who carries a little red journal of self-affirmations around. And Lexi Gray hates her. (laughs) She is brunette. Her best friend is Dr. Reed. And everything about that changes. (laughs) She does not have brown hair anymore. She... Dr. Reed is dead. She doesn't have that like same kind of personality quirk as, Mm -hmm. as being a...
2: That little red notebook.
0: Yes, <laughs> that
2: I forgot about the notebook until I was rewatching clips.
0: Yeah, it was like the only thing we really had about her. Mm-hmm. She had a nose job, according to the little red notebook.
2: Oh yeah, like
0: no one can tell that about your nose or whatever they say. Very strange to to think about what it was like back then. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I'm going to start with with a, something I wasn't really sure to include, but you know, one thing we were kind of talking about is like there's some April is a huge character, and there are so many facets of April, and a huge one is like April, and I feel like that kind of mm-hmm. deserves its own episodes about the the Jackson and April journey. So- but as far as just like who April is herself and what she's like, the speech that she gives to Gary Clark the shooter speech is like one of the most like iconic, definitely, certainly the first iconic April Kepner moment. Um, if, if you don't remember, she tripped over Reed, her best friend, horrible. She came to Shepard, who she like has had this big crush on, is the uh, interim chief of surgery at the time. And there's an active shooter in the hospital and Derek tells her to just stay in his office and he's going to go figure things out. He comes face to face with Gary Clark, who has been looking for him specifically because Derek, uh, Derek was his wife's doctor. And as, as, uh, Derek has talked down the gunman and he has put down the gun. April Kepner runs out being like, Dr. Shepard, I was looking for you. (gasps) And, uh, chief Shepard, actually Mm -hmm. chief Shepard. And, uh, and it like brings Gary Clark back into reality where actually he does want people dead. And, uh, very scary. And he raises a gun to April Kepner. And this is what she says. Mm -hmm.
1: You were there when he killed my wife. My name, my name is April Kepner. I'm 28 years old. I, I'm de- I was born on April 23rd in in Ohio. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. My mom, my mom is a teacher, and my dad is a farmer. Corn, corn. He, he, he grows corn. Their, their names are Karen and Joe. I have three sisters. Libby's the oldest. I'm, I'm next, and then there's Kimmy and Alice. I, I have, I have, I haven't done anything yet. I haven't. <laughs> I've barely lived. All I've done is, all I've done is win science fairs and go to medical school. I'm not finished yet. I'm not finished yet. No one's loved me yet. Please, please, I'm someone's child. I'm, I'm someone's sister. I'm a person. I'm a person.
2: A wild moment,
0: <laughs> it is, you know. I, in context, it's hard to appreciate how good it is because Derek has just been shot, and it is just like unequivocally April's fault. <laughs> and she did not follow instructions, and she should have just stayed where she was. And she did not, um, mm-hmm. you know, read the room, so to speak. Yes,
2: and if he had died, uh, yes, th- th- it would be a whole she'd be a
0: whole other captain. right, um. But that speech in itself, I mean, first of all, Sarah Drew is a very, very good actor. And I think that sometimes just kind of owning up to my own shortcomings, my own dislike of her character at times sort of has clouded my giving credit where credit is due. Sarah Drew is very talented. There, I was watching some clips just prepping for this episode that I didn't even include where I was just like. She just really embodies, like she inhabits April Kepner as a character, and I feel like she just genuinely makes choices that feel so honest to what, what she would find funny and what mm-hmm. she finds awkward and stuff like that, and it's really impressive. And that is like a very um, good weirdly watching it like out of context. you're like, "It's well-written. Mm-hmm. It's well-acted. And it is accurate to who April Kepner. That's like one of the only like early April Kepner things. So you're like, oh yeah, that's still true.
2: Yes. I think I also watching this clip. I, I, I feel like this is roughly the moment that I started to like her yeah. significantly. Cause it was like, I remember being so annoyed, of course, mm-hmm. uh, being like, why did you leave? Yeah. Uh, and truly like one of those yell at your TV moments of like, no, what? Like, this is your fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I was like, oh, this is, she's so smart. Yes. This character is so smart uh, to even think of this. And not just smart, because lots of people I'm in a moment where they're not in a panic might think of something like that. Right. But I was like, oh, your instincts were right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, your second instincts. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you just, like, go for it. And when she's just, like, listing all these details. Mm-hmm. It's just like this is so smart, and then there's also the little the little things that she's like learning about herself as she's giving this speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, that moment when she's like, "No one has loved me." I was like, oh, right yeah. now watching and I was like, "That's
0: so sad." Yeah, I'm like I'm not. I haven't done anything yet. Mm-hmm. It's, I feel I don't know. It's so. It's it's a really good line, and it feels like it in encapsulates what. Like the like, what the whole sentiment is like. I just extremely don't want to die. Yes. I don't. I. I'm not ready to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then alongside
2: that, I think Gary Clark's act or like yeah. the, the, this actor's uh, reactions, just like really drive it home. Where I'm like, oh, I can see him negotiating, right? And being, being like, like,
0: don't <gasps> fall for this. Don't. Yeah. Don't stray from what your plan was. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And then being like, go now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Run. Uh, such, yeah, really, really great introduction to Kepner. I think that I was, you know, I now like De- Derek less than I did when I first watched the show. Mm-hmm. And so rewatching, it's not like I'm like, eh, like when he gets like, I'm not like when he gets shot, like eh, who cares? But uh-huh. I am a little bit like I can see the bigger picture. At the time when I first saw this, I was, I mean, I was a huge Derek fan and mm-hmm. I, and it felt, and I, I'd, I probably couldn't really see. I, I don't think I had, I had the distance to like appreciate April Kepner. And I think the part of the reason why I, I was trying to really narrow, like, why don't I like April Kepner? Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, and I think one of them is just that she gets fired so many times, yes. and the lengths <sighs> to which they go to get her back. I'm just like, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Like when she makes the the mistake with, um, in that really great like Rashomon episode where there's been this huge fire, I believe, or something. It involved firefighters. <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> I don't know, there's probably some fire involved somewhere. <laughs> where uh, the woman, everyone's working on this woman. She has anyone's patient in particular, and she dies. And they have to go interview every single person to be yes. like, what happened in order to, that she died? And, and what ended up happening is April Kepner was checking her in, was about to check her airway. Yeah. And then a man with like an axe in his head came through, and she got distracted. And then she was like, "Okay, you all look good." And she ended up having soot in her throat, which then led to a compromised airway, which a collapsed lung, which led to like all these things down the line, and ended up being April Kepner's fault. And Weber uh, fires her. Mm-hmm. And then when Derek becomes chief he, like, rehires her. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking... Okay. Uh, Okay. I mean, I don't really see why we need her, but... Mm -hmm. Okay. But then when she failed her boards... Mm -hmm. And then, like, had to be let go... And then moved back to the pig farm... And Owen Hunt went to retrieve her personally... That was when I was like, okay, I really don't, what is this woman bringing to the table that we are like, that I am now watching her in a bandana and pigtails, like on a set, like, come on. So I I think I kind of narrowed that as being like, as we got more and more characters and time became more and more precious, Mm -hmm. I was like confused as to why we were spending that much on April. And I think I, that, that was one of the reasons why I wasn't like as big of a fan.
2: Yeah, I forgot about just how much she had been fired (laughs) before, uh, because I think I'd forgotten about, um, I mean, maybe because they felt different. I I didn't quite put two and two together, but it was like, oh, yes, of course, this thing. Uh, And then the pig farm one was just wild in that way where I'm like, oh, this is that weird Gray's leap. Yes. uh, Where it's like, oh, just trust that these doctors wouldn't be turning other doctors away. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, we got to chase down this one. Um, right. Right. Which is wild. Uh, cause it's like, why, why are you traveling to get this person who
0: is not a board certified physician?
2: Yes. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm like, surely there's, there's, there are other doctors who are right. qualified and not on their like second chance or third chance. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But that, so that, That's although the moment I didn't pull this, but the moment where she finds out that she didn't like when they're all waiting for their phone to refresh and she finds out that she didn't pass her boards. Great moment. (laughs) Oh, such a good moment because that episode is so good because everyone just eats shit. Mm -hmm. Like Meredith is vomiting. Christina like tries to like play the mind games and gets, and they end her, they end her interview like after 25 minutes. And she like, because she's so combative. Karev is late and like almost misses it because he is helping children.
2: Mm-hmm. It's just peak everyone. Yeah.
0: And Jackson is, um, I think she's just kind of like generally ill prepared. Like he, mm-hmm. he was, he gets kind of like psyched out too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. What a great episode. <laughs> Season eight, baby. Gotta oh. love it. I think season name. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so so that shooting speech was in season six. Mm-hmm. The next one chronologically is this other one that I pulled, where when they find out that um, Kepner is a virgin. Yeah. And this is before they kind of have layered in like the waiting until marriage thing. Yeah. But this is this is season seven, and she. It, I, all the ones that I chose because I really tried to think like what are my actual favorite Kepner moments mm-hmm. and they're all kind of like feisty Kepner, Kepner moments yes. but this is this is her after she's been being teased about being a virgin mm-hmm. early season seven
1: <laughs> come on just admit it you're still a virgin no I'm not hey, there's no shame in it really no there's shame a lot of shame tell her man I um I was going to say something, and then I forgot to stop drinking. Has anybody seen Christina? Today, only one person looked at me like a psycho who might run down the hall naked. And Dr. Bailey screamed like a little bitch baby (laughs) over a spider. So I'm feeling pretty good, you know, for a crazy person. Well, nobody gives a crap if you're crazy we're all crazy yeah look at april she's still a virgin (laughs) mark gives a crap okay he stares at me like i'm a menace to myself and everyone around me but you're still a virgin (laughs) stop okay just stop i'm a virgin yes so what it's not something i talk about okay we all have things we don't talk about alex you've been afraid of the elevator for like a month but i never said anything because it's none of my business And Jackson, you wake up every night screaming because you have nightmares. And Meredith, you don't talk about Christina because you're afraid she's never going to be the same Christina again. And Lexi, (laughs) for God's sake, Mark never thought you were a psycho. He loves you. That's why he stares at you, because he can't keep his eyes off the woman he loves. Of course, he's never going to say anything because he doesn't feel like he can. Look, we all have stuff we don't talk about. I am a 28-year-old virgin, mainly because I wanted my first time to be special and then I waited too long and partially because I'm pretty sure guys find me annoying. I'm a virgin. That doesn't make it drinks conversation. We all have stuff we don't talk about.
2: Oh April. I'm liking
0: you more and more.
2: Thank you. <laughs> We're like Meredith being the voice of the audience.
0: Oh April. I'm liking you more and more. That's how a normal person speaks to another person, right?
2: Mm-hmm. That is what I'm like, oh, okay, that reaction could have been made Oh, April.
0: <laughs> oh, but um, it is such a
2: good mo. I was like, they we were teasing her so hard. I know. In a way where I was like, I feel like, uh, I mean, maybe maybe I just am lucky and have better friends. But I was like, I feel like most uh, emotionally intelligent <laughs> adults uh wouldn't quite keep berating someone that aggressively. I know.
0: I know. They. It is sometimes very like school. Yeah. Schoolyard teasing mm-hmm. uh, and mentality. I love that scene. I and also that is just like that is just like a primo blog. Mm-hmm. It's like there are two. There are two recurring sentences. I'm a virgin, and there we all have things we don't talk about. And it's like they're threaded together. You do this, you do that, you do this. We all have things we don't talk about. I'm a virgin. I do this. I do this. I do this. I'm a virgin. We all have things we don't talk about. It's like mm-hmm. <laughs> and just orc- roasting <laughs> every yeah, roasting everyone, orchestral. It's it's a uh, the the description of this YouTube clip is Grey's Anatomy seven. Uh, you know season seven episode four april snaps <laughs> yep that's that's april's first snapping and then just speaking of april snapping a mere three episodes later is the trauma start episode which oh is my gosh. so good mm-hmm. do you want to set this clip up
2: Ooh. um uh yeah so i i actually i meant to rewatch this one and then i didn't fully um but the 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 context in which I was thinking about it was, like, later when she becomes, uh, when she's doing the trauma certificate when she's leading it, yeah. uh, the other intern, someone, I mean, I was going to be like, is this a spoiler? Uh, but one of the interns is like, oh, yeah, I foiled your trauma certification because that you were the greatest danger to this, yeah. to my patients. Uh, and that's what you did, yeah. famously. Yeah. And they're like, we modeled this after you, you wild, wild woman, yeah, <laughs> basically. And then she loses it more, but yes. Uh, and she when she was in trauma so
0: certification, Owen Hunt is like running some like outdoor trauma cert thing, mm-hmm. and there are different teams, and I think I think every patient is supposed to eventually die, mm-hmm. but but Kepner is so competitive that she like refuses it's like raining it's pouring rain and they're in like kind of like an ambulance bay doing Mm -hmm. this and so this is the part in season seven we'll play both of them back to back in season seven where she it's towards the end where they're it's in the pouring rain everyone else is like out like their patients have died and Mm -hmm. then she and and uh alex karev who don't get they aren't friends they're like stuck together um uh, are are working on on a a dummy. Mm-hmm. It's a great scene. It's an amazing scene actually.
1: Sir, you said the helicopter was going to be here hours ago, and it's not here. And, uh, I'm not complaining, but where is it? Well, the rain's still pretty bad. Probably got caught in a hailstorm. that card is going to say. It's going to say he has cardiac tamponade with associated hypotension and <laughs> bradycardia, <laughs> but he can't, because I already did a pericardial so and he's with IV fluids. She's right. What do I do, guys? I go speak! <laughs> the patient! Ah. Come on! Hey, hey, hey! What do you think you're doing? Whoa. This ambulance is not in place. Wow, you're just making beat. stuff up! I can just scoop ah. Let's eat! <laughs> a full and likely bleeding in the Will you tell us we you won or she's never going to stop? It's not a contest. It's Chris, call the owner and make sure there's a room available. Will do. All right, all right, fine. Blue Team wins. Blue Team wins? Yeah, 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 you win. He's going to live for 40 more years and have 15 grandkids. You happy? Blue Team wins!
0: Truly Um, deranged. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just like, it's so good. Also, just when she's like holding a a wet dummy (laughs) over her shoulder and she's like, Karev, call ahead and see if an OR is ready. And he turns back to to Owen and goes, we'll do. It's such a funny, (laughs) such a funny delivery. It's, that's such a good scene.
2: It's so good. It's so like... (laughs) Finally, like us against him, yes, <laughs> um
0: yeah, it's it's a great it's a really, really, really good Kener scene. It
2: really is to me,
0: that's like the best of Capner when she isn't taking herself super seriously and she mm-hmm. is like a good doctor and is fun mm-hmm. okay, and then yes, yeah, so that's season seven, season fourteen mm-hmm. when she is uh, running part of trauma. Or, I don't know if she's head of trauma. I don't I think know. she's head of trauma, but she's like well-respected, an attending in trauma. Mm-hmm. She's running the trauma certification. This is around the time that she's lost her faith in God. Yes. Not my favorite arc.
2: It was really <laughs> badly done.
0: <laughs> it was really poorly done. I think that people who have a crisis of faith, one, um, it tends to not be like that. And two, it usually isn't cured by a dying rabbi whose skin is falling off. Yes but it's fine.
2: <laughs> it was like, <laughs> whatever, I through much of it being like, Oh, this is, she's like a caricature of someone yes. who's in a crisis of faith.
0: Absolutely. And she's in this like crisis of faith, which by the way, was brought on by the shooting of an unarmed black boy, which was like the first she'd heard of this, mm-hmm.
2: which raises <laughs> so many more so
0: questions. weird. They, this is this is season fourteen. Starting like season thirteen, they started kind of having like these very special episodes where it would be like a medical it would be a single medical case from the entire episode. It would come in and it would kind of bring up this 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 kind of hot button topic, which when you think about, you know, the millions of people who watch Grays, I think that these are worthwhile conversations to have. But they're often kind of reductive. And mm. there's usually a character who, is an extremely simplified proxy for the audience. And that was April in this case, who is married to a black man and has a biracial child. Mm -hmm. And nonetheless is like, this is the first she's heard of. She's like, I guess I knew that like unarmed black kids could get shot by police, but seeing it happen, like how can a God let this happen? And it was like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. y- yes, but also, <laughs> what? Yeah. And that crisis of faith lasts almost an entire season. Her last season, in fact. And in the middle of, like, her almost, like, manic breakdown mm-hmm. over it, she's running a trauma cert and starts, like, like r- she's... She's putting a hose on them. She's like killing all of the patients. And Owen has said, like, you can't, you have to, you you have to. Yeah. And you can't just, they're not going to learn if all the patients die. Like the idea is that like you throw complications, but they don't, they don't like all die. They have to do the work. And at a certain point, Kepner gets paged to, to trauma. And everyone in her absence, like starts like crying, just being like, I was like, and that was really scary. And <laughs> Owen's like, "It's okay, it's okay. She she's gone. Like, it's okay now." And when she come when she comes back, she's like, oh, "I like had this whole runaround trying to find this patient, and the, and it turns out that the doctor whose name I genuinely don't know, the trans doctor, forgetting. the trans vet <laughs> mm-hmm. intern, he is the one who had like sent this page and." This is that moment when, as you described, they're like, you were the biggest threat, so we removed you from mm-hmm. the equation.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you tried to cheat the system. <laughs> no offense, Dr. Kepner, but you did something similar in your cert.
0: The, the ambulance stories, legendary. No,
1: I mean, I know, I know that's why it's funny, because because three months after I cheated to get my trauma sir, a car crash victim came into this ER, and, and guess what? I, I couldn't save him. <laughs> Oh my God. He died right in front of me. Dr. Kevin, do we need to pause the exercise? No, 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 you can't pause because in real life, the trauma doesn't just stop. God doesn't work that way because you can do every single thing right and still people die. Like, look, look, this guy right here, this guy, he was just, you know, living his life, right? He was applying to colleges and then one day, bam, shot in the neck and then he's dead. Because, guys, there are no rules. Okay, Dr. Kevin, I, I think it's this, enough. this woman, this woman was about to become a mom. Her husband was so happy. They both were, and one second she was fine, and then the next, we couldn't, we couldn't save her. We couldn't save her. We couldn't. Come, come, come. Dr. Kepner! Dr. Kepner! Hey! You okay? We're done! We're done! We're done!
0: A really good example of a season 14 scene.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say uh, especially rewatching it. It's one of those things where I'm like, "Oh, I guess this could work somehow." Yeah. And they act through it as best as they can. That's
0: exactly how I felt. I was like, "There's a world in which this makes sense." But it is Somehow at the table read this seemed plausible.
2: Yeah, but I remember through this whole scene, maybe maybe this whole episode just being like, "Okay." Yeah. Kepner's a little smarter than this. Totally. (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah. Yeah. The same Kepner that we saw earlier who under pressure, her brain is working on a few different levels and she Mm -hmm. has perspective and that's not, that's not the Kepner we're getting here. No. (laughs) This Kepner is like so off the deep end of her own like grief. Yeah. That it's it's like she doesn't even have access to her like basic social faculties,
2: Yeah. Which is, is wild because like you said with the shooter episode she, she handles this all so much better. And at this point I'm like she's been through so much. Right. Uh, she lost a child uh, yeah. and dealt with that more adeptly than she handled this trauma certification. And that doesn't mean small things can't like
0: Yeah, push you over the edge. Yes. But to start giving chest compressions to a dummy. So abruptly. Yeah, it just was like, uh, okay. Like, we could have instead had her just like kind of weeping over the body. I think that would have had the same Mm -hmm. effect. Not to nitpick. (laughs) I will say that I... The conversations about about Kapner's faith it's sometimes I'm like well I don't know if this is for me because I'm not a Christian and I I have very like close friends who are um who are Christians who that their faith is extremely important to them Mm -hmm. it's a it's a massive part in their life part of their life I think that like at april's in April's best moments, I see their like godliness reflected in her. Mm-hmm. But I also see them like, move through the world like a little bit a little bit differently, which is like not that April Kepner has to, like reflect my Christian friends. but i I sometimes struggle with like how everything comes back around to it, where it's yes. like, everyone has a set of values. Not everything that you talk about, then you like link back to being like, it's because I value friendship or like, because I value honesty. And sometimes I feel like the way that like, they kind of overtly link everything that Kepner does and says back to being like, well, that's like, that's what Christ would do. like, well, I mean, yeah, but like, I don't know if, like, <laughs> I feel like people always feel the need to, like, point that out.
2: Yeah. I think it, it's one of those things where I think they did this with her and then w- with Jackson, relative to her, they wind up doing this where they're like, oh, their f- faith or or his atheism, her faith or her, his atheism right. becomes, like, a character game. Yes. Uh, and That's exactly it just right. feels dishonest. Yeah. Um, even, like, I'm like, oh, I don't... <sighs> I feel like her her, the little crisis she had around like losing her virginity was so much more believable than this crisis of faith. Totally. Because uh, it was like, oh, you're it's not just it is partly about your faith, but it's also partly about like, oh, this was part of my identity that I valued. Yes. And I changed. I made a choice that changed this. And it was something
0: that I did. Yes. Like it was like she, agency. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I have no doubt people who have very strong faith to have that faith tested. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if it looks like this. this. (laughs) Yeah. I it's, it's hard because I know that for, I have read the Instagram comments. I -hmm. know that April is like a really special character to a lot of people who feel represented by her. And Mm -hmm. it seems like, well, why would then I be like, that's not real. Like she's not, it's not even an attempt to represent me specifically. So I, I don't know how much I, I have like the place to say like what's realistic or it isn't, but I do sometimes get turned off by, by the talkiness of it. Like mm-hmm. sometimes it feels like preachy to me as opposed to just like a living your values E type type thing. Like I was rewatching the scene last night where you know the the we'll we'll watch the scene in a second but they find out that something is like very wrong with the baby Mm -hmm. and it's early enough in the pregnancy that they could terminate it because Mm -hmm. um one of the questions is can the baby feel pain inside the womb if the baby's bones are breaking all you know all the time like it's not a question necessarily of, of whether or not you want the baby to have a life. It's it's is it humane for the baby to even have a even be quote alive inside, you know, inside the womb. And April's mom comes to visit and is very like, God has a plan in a way that it feels also like not really an honest portray. Like People who believe that God has a plan. I don't know if they say that to the face of someone who is like, like I maybe mm. they do. I don't know. But the mom is like not super uh, likable. And then Jackson, I think wants to have an actual discussion about like the merits of terminating pregnancy. And it's in an April yells at both of them. And she's like, you guys are fighting and I don't, I just don't even know what I believe anymore because I don't understand why a God would like let this happen in the first place. And even that early, I was like this, this conversation feels fake. Like it's three archetypes talking to each other about like, like, I I don't know. I just, th- th- those are some of the, those are some of the biggest things that I've struggled with, with April Kepner, like as like, Kepner, the Christian, like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I just don't know. People are just having these conversations based on one factor. It's like, I'm the religious mom. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm the pro-choice dad. And then Mm -hmm. be like, and I'm the woman with the baby. And I don't know what to think. And (laughs) it was like, uh, I don't know if this would actually play out this way. Maybe it would. (laughs) Maybe it would. as April Kepner is chopping in the kitchen. Being like ha, ha. everyone, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but that that storyline is definitely, despite that, is one of the like best acted Sarah Drew uh, storylines in the whole series.
2: Yeah, yeah. For me, I think with that scene, uh, that part I think rang a little more true to me, just because I was like, oh, I I feel like. There is something about when someone uh, uh, from what I've from like people that I know uh, yeah. where I'm like, oh, yeah, it's such a weird specific type of crisis of faith where people are like, oh, this didn't even get a chance. Yeah. Um So I was like, oh, I believe her being like uh, it had never occurred to me this could happen, basically, yes. even though she's a doctor. I'm like, oh, yeah, I get that. Like. You're like, oh, why is this happening? Yes. No, that, uh, that part I definitely Especially did. the after the like bones breaking revelation. Cause I that line specifically I remember her being like, My baby's bones are breaking. And I was like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> um,
0: oh it's brutal. Yeah.
2: And then Jackson's reasonable or not reasonable, wow. <laughs> my bias. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Jackson's very like, oh, we I just want to figure out what we should do yeah. and should we terminate now? Um Approach. I was like, I get that kind of uh, they're a little fisted between all of them, but yeah. yeah. And the mom is a lot, but also I was like, oh, there are. I'm like, I for sure have met people who are like that and are like, you just have to trust God's plan. Yes. and then uh, even that's when true. it's so dire,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: and they are nightmare people. <laughs> uh, it's like, yeah. oh, uh, you're you're about to send your daughter through more pain. Like if she follows yeah. your advice, that's gonna be a lot.
0: I think I just felt maybe that like the true sentiment that I definitely know that people have was like expressed
2: mm-hmm. in kind of like
0: a caricature way, but mm-hmm. now that you're talking about it I'm like, "No, you're right. Like that is all of all of the ingredients for that situation like come from come from real life and from real like perspectives." mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I don't know. Maybe I just have not Maybe I hate Christians. Maybe I, maybe I just have sometimes a knee-jerk reaction to... Uh, they also
2: usually do present Sarah Drew's... Or Sarah Drew's... Uh, <laughs> Kepner's faith as, like, her justification for truly everything. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, oh, why didn't you w- w- do this? And yeah. she's like, well, my faith in God. Uh, and right.
0: it's a lot. Almost yeah. always. Well, it was... They don't use it overtly to justify her military. No. Uh, Like that. That's like her, like it's like her grief and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. it's similar in that, like a lot of the stuff that Kepner does goes unchallenged Mm -hmm. or it's just, she has some type of Trump card where she's like, Mm -hmm. it's you don't get to tell me how to grieve over my baby. You don't get to tell me what, like when to apply my faith and stuff like that. And that, that leads to some issues in the character, I think, because, you, you can't you can't get anywhere really in a conversation with that even mm-hmm. though she's right like you can't tell her how to grieve her baby like if she wants to go you know after Harriet is born and like mm-hmm. that's a different story but like like yeah Jackson can't tell her what to do mm-hmm. uh and not i wouldn't so I, I i don't know i'm not a huge I'm not a huge J April fan. So I never was like, mm-hmm. no, April, don't go. You have to stay with Jackson. Like I was kind of like, no, April, you should do whatever you want to do.
2: Yeah. I think I was like a fan of J April early uh, or maybe I guess for a long time. But even then I was like, yeah, maybe you should go.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I love like, when he stops seem the wedding. To work. Oh, That's yeah. great. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Wait, let's watch this scene that you hold oh, yes. of. Oh, you know what? Actually first, we're, we're, we're all over the place in the timeline but I think <laughs> it's okay because there are no rules there's this really good scene where she yells at her sisters that I oh, pulled yes, Ducky. when she's engaged to uh, Matthew yeah. and she has her bridal shower mm-hmm. um, let's watch this real quick
1: okay um, you know what this one is from
0: your sister oh, oh, oh
1: no not that one we wanted to save that one duck it open in private oh my god you guys you you actually remembered you remembered how much I want to wear mom's veil? No! I'm trying! I'm trying! Stop! stop. Oh. oh. It's a thought. This isn't mom's veil. Adorable! Adorable. Delightful.
2: It's not. <laughs> if you're sorry, that was supposed to be for later, but since you've opened it.
1: Surprise! <laughs> It's for your wedding night. <laughs> for when you and Matthew... Oh. Mm. oh, God. There's no reason to be embarrassed. We all had our first times, too, right, Lady? Oh. We wanted to give you the lingerie and some tips. The pearls, by the way, are for the stops. Stop. stop. Just stop talking. Well, I Matthew don't. is your first real boyfriend. We're trying to help. No, please place, don't. She's a great catch. Well, you don't have the best track record with men. No, she doesn't have any <laughs> track record. When I found out you had a boyfriend, I was like, don't make any sudden movements. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop talking to me like no man has ever found me sexy. Ducky. <laughs> and stop calling me ducky. I'm not ducky anymore. My acne cleared up years ago. I got rid of my braces in college. I I wear contacts. I use makeup. I did years of physical therapy to correct my pigeon toes. And in case you haven't noticed, I've learned how to condition my hair. I'm not your hopeless, ugly little sister anymore. I am not an ugly duckling. I'm a swan. And a surgeon, a freaking kick-ass surgeon who, by the way, has had sex before. Oh my. Does daddy know? You know what? You're fired. As my bridesmaids, all three of you, I don't want a single one of you standing up for me at my wedding. (sighs) Honey, don't be silly. You have to have bridesmaids. And I will. These are my people now. Right? Right. Yes. <laughs> These are my bridesmaids.
2: My- yeah. yeah. Yay! <laughs> oh my gosh, Sandra O's. Sandra o Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> that like.
0: Ugh. Perfect delivery. Unfortunately, you just can't give her a comedic line and then expect her to not steal a scene. You just can't. That's just not how it works. I love, I love that scene, even though it's actually stupid mm-hmm. that they let it happen. Yes. <laughs> like, I felt the same way about um, Amelia's three sisters. This, this oh. most recent, uh, or two sisters and. Mm, no, three sisters. Mm -hmm. I don't care. No, two sisters. She's one of three sisters. And it's just like this cacophony uh, (laughs) of like, I'm the this one. I'm the that one. Like for the sisters, they're so mean. Yes. Like April's sisters are really like. The reaction to her
2: being like, I've had sex when they're they're like, like, does does daddy Daddy know? know? I'm like, oh, (laughs) that can't.
0: That's not real. I know. I was like, they... They have... To, they wouldn't. No. <laughs> um, like, who would say it's that? It's wild. Uh, and then I I chose this other scene because when I watched that, I was like, oh, yeah, Arizona and April have this incredible friendship. <sighs> mm-hmm. And I think that because April gets lumped in with Jackson, because they're friends and they're lovers and they have a baby together, it's like there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. But in truth... um. April does have, like, good girlfriends. It just Mm. takes a while. So there's this really good scene that I chose that I love of April just being really horny (laughs) and talking to uh, Arizona about it. It's very short.
1: I go to his house. We eat dinner. We talk. We watch TV. We talk. We kiss. We other stuff. And then we stop. I go home. And it's hard, you know, because it's not like I don't know what I'm missing. I know what I'm missing. What do I do? Hmm? Well, okay, hold on. What exactly are you asking me? How do I resist? Remember when you had that flirtation with intern Murphy and then you decided not to take it any further? Oh, yeah. Um, I took that further. <laughs> That's <sucks>? it. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Awesome. This is not... You're not... <laughs> I have to go away from you now.
0: That's the whole scene. <laughs> but they have, like, little scenes like that all the time, which is really oh, nice, yeah. where they, like, get drunk together and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I love Arizona. <laughs> she's like, oh, um, I took that further. I know.
2: It was that moment where I was like, oh, is she going to uh, keep up the lie? And then she's like, no,
0: yeah. <laughs> There's this other scene where April is talking to Meredith about hor- how horny she is. And she's like... I've been to the carnival <laughs> and Matthew hasn't been to the carnival and I've ridden the rides and the rides are great and <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> and Meredith is like, well, maybe God's plan was for you to know how great the carnival is so that you could bring Matthew there. <laughs> She's like, I can't talk talking to you about this was a really bad idea. <laughs> I <Merit's> like, Okay. <laughs> Okay, just, well, that's fine <laughs> even though it's such a
2: tidy way for Meredith to
0: reconcile her faith yeah she was just like okay you believe that God has a plan right maybe God's plan is for you to, to corrupt your um your very nice Christian fiance mm-hmm. um okay I can't believe that this isn't gonna be the last clip but you have this this really really good clip for when uh Sarah drew uh-huh. goes in to get her um ultrasound mm-hmm. Which, by the way, a little bit of trivia: Ooh. both times that Sarah, that April Kepner was pregnant in the show, Sarah Drew was pregnant in real life. It's her real pregnant belly. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. And when <laughs> Sarah Drew is pregnant for the second time on the show, Jessica Capshaw is also pregnant, but they don't, and they hide her in big billowy shirts.
2: Yes, I feel like <laughs> that. I didn't. Know.
0: Yeah, she's um, always like standing behind a counter,
2: a clipboard. <laughs> yeah, with a hand.
0: clipboard right over her stomach as always okay this scene is the scene is a little it's a little tough but it's very good mm-hmm. okay we'll do it we're strong
1: edwards hi what are you doing here i am interested in fetal surgery and dr Weber said that i could do some ob
0: ultrasounds so
1: so you're doing my ultrasound unless you don't want me to no 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 it's fine you gotta learn on me. I mean, it's fun. me either way. Oh, no, it's all good. We just don't want to know the sex, so I'm not going to look. I will do all of the looking. All
2: right, so there are the feet and the toes. He's a breech,
1: sitting cross-legged like a little Buddha. Yeah, he does that. Oh my God. What? You said he. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You no. said he. You said he. Oh, 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 oh God. Shut up. You said, you didn't said I, I didn't the want, the want to know the I'm sex. Sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. It's a rookie mistake. How's it looking in here? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Why? I'm practicing. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, just don't let her know the sex. Oh, no, no. No, she says baby's sitting like a little Buddha, just like last time. <laughs> last time? Hey there, little. Thank you. (laughs) All right, well, I asked for trees most of the day, so I'm gonna miss our lunch. Hmm. Sorry. Torres might get one of our guys back up on his feet today, and I'm gonna miss that too. Oh, but yay, you guys, good luck. All right. And I just lied to my husband. It's a great way to start parenthood, lying. Awesome, thanks, Edwards. I'm really sorry, but we're not done. Oh, we're done. You could try. She's pretty open to ideas. Go away. Go away, Graham. Dr. Robbins, I just need you to look at this
0: ultrasound. Oh, sure. Is that what I think it is? I mean, it's not, right? Yeah, it could be. Type two or three, maybe. Oh, God. What's the matter?
1: I shouldn't say. Or maybe I should. I don't know. Tell me what to do. This is April Kepner's baby. I haven't told her. I haven't told Jackson. I didn't know what to do. I just wanted us to be sure. Don't mention it to either of them. I'll, uh... I'll ask Carmen. Because maybe we're wrong.
0: I hope so. (sighs) But a great Kepner scene.
2: Uh, Such a great Kepner scene. In that one, I'm like, oh, yes, it makes sense. She completely misses, like, the tone of uh, Edward's right.
0: reaction. And like, I I'm think sorry. that Edward, having been with Jackson, is yes. still so in the recent memory that it's like, oh, it's awkward that the woman who you left her for me mm-hmm. is doing my ultrasound, which is weird mistake. foreshadowing for when she delivers Matthew's wife's baby. Oh, unintentional. Wow. It's true. We could have never known, but mm-hmm. weird. Oh my gosh. I feel like we've just scratched the surface of April but those are all the clips that we have. Yeah. There's just so much about they just layer so much Mm -hmm. about her. And there's some really unsavory parts of April. Yes. Like when she is having a hard time and she like wants Harriet all the time. Like you Mm -hmm. know they're just like there's some there's some great moments with Jackson. And then there are also some moments where you're just like banging your head against the wall being like why? But does this keep happening? hmm
2: She's she's not the easiest character to be a fan of for sure. I feel like like the whole time like with someone like Christina, I was like, for sure she's not perfect, obviously. Right. But like top to bottom was always like, oh, I'm always
0: on her side. Right. And Kepner, you can't
2: always be on her side because yeah. she's
0: very wrong sometimes. But all the best. I mean, with the exception of Christina, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are moments when Christina's wrong. Yes.
2: And you're frustrated. Yes.
0: Mainly the feud that she has with Meredith, like, Mm -hmm. towards the end is, like, that's, like, a tough time. But I do think that all the other, like, best characters, like, they do, like, come in and out of, like, favor based Mm -hmm. on, you know, they make mistakes and stuff like that. And Kepner just happens to be, like, I think more annoying than they are naturally but mm-hmm. she, I, 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 can see that it's a very rewarding fandom to be a part of. Mm-hmm. This this episode has, has forced me to look more compassionately towards April Kepner and be more honest with my own feelings about how I felt with her throughout the series, instead of painting with broad strokes about how much she got Derek shot and <laughs> got fired, <laughs> and for, she did for, very for much medical kidding. mistakes that she made, and and genuinely probably shouldn't be working at the hospital, mm-hmm. but you know she isn't now. <laughs> You're like, actually, that's a bright side. She's actually working with homeless people
2: in Seattle,
0: I think is what they said.
2: It's amazing how how fully they wrote her off.
0: It's incredible because she almost dies in her second to last episode. And then instead of killing her, they just then have another episode after that where she just gets married to someone else.
2: I know. I think it almost would have been more respectful to kill her.
0: I think that they should have. We're overdue for a death. And I love to put this into the universe as often as possible. It has to be Owen. (laughs) (laughs) It's time. It's time to see him suffer and die. Um, Okay. Thank you so much for (laughs) being on the podcast. We just are going to do Shondalogs and then we're out of here. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe it? Yeah. Um, Okay. So Shondalog is just merely a venture into, you know, and into a Grey's Anatomy episode, you can do it from the perspective of a character. You can do it from an imaginary place. You can do it for yourself, something in real life, anything you want. And there's usually just some type of a some type of a thesis, but mm-hmm. not obligatory. And. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first?
2: I think I would like you to go first. I'm like, No Ooh. problem.
0: I genu- I always ask and because and, I think it's respectful. Um, <laughs> but then I always end up going first and that is also fine. <laughs> okay. This is a playlist called "Grayson." and May Sad Songs. Two crying emoji faces, parentheses, most of it. <laughs> Love it. Amazing. <laughs> okay. Let's see what this eight years old I made a seashell and I know what you're thinking you can't make a seashell only the ocean can do that but I did I made a seashell out of little bits of plastic and cereal and macaroni and I gave it to my mom and she put it up on the fridge and it is still there It's this little thing that I made, a seashell. I made a seashell. And I remember being so proud of it. And now, now I have the baby. And I feel the same way about the baby that I did about the seashell, and it feels so crazy because how could this thing that I made as an adult that's an actual living, breathing thing that will be here I hope forever be the same way that I feel about these little pieces of trash that I put together (laughs) and that's how I know that I'm not ready to be a mom because a real mom wouldn't just look at a baby and think that it's just like a school project they look at a baby and think This is a commitment. This is a part of me. So. I'm sorry. That's the end of the song. I didn't know the song was so short. I just had to cut it off. I didn't know where that was going to take me. She made a seashell and also a baby. Um. (laughs) you know what? We're actually not going to unpack it more than that. It's you're
2: like, honestly, it unpacks itself.
0: Yeah. So true. So true. Yeah. That, that one was kind of like a house of cards. Um, okay. Well, the bar has been set actually impossibly high for you. So good luck. Oh my gosh. (laughs) How likely? I I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm very sorry for what I've just said. Okay. So, Hmm. How about, this, it has acoustic version in the title, so you know it's gonna be good. Ooh. Uh,
2: it's just you have monopolized my fridge. <laughs> you y- it all of your food is in my fridge, and I'm not someone who keeps food in my fridge. Nobody knows. <laughs> You're changing <laughs> My life, my day-to-day life, with all of your little choices, all of your carrot sticks, your yogurts—these things that I would never buy for myself—and I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you tend to your needs. I'm happy that you have the foresight to purchase your foods and not just eat out of the cafeteria. But I'm not that person, okay? I'm not that person and I've tried to be, but it's not me, it doesn't bring me joy to uncover my yogurt in the morning and eat it, okay? Even if I do that, I leave half the yogurt and then what am I doing? (laughs) Flushing yogurt out of its bin with the faucet so that I can recycle what's left? you know how often I take out my recycling? It's not often. (laughs) I love you so much, but you're changing me in ways that I don't have any interest in changing. So I brought you this bag and I just want you to pack up your groceries and leave. I just want you out of my life, and I know it's not going to be easy. I know I will see you day to day, and I know that when you're in that cafeteria, I'll be there too, but I'll be eating chicken nuggets, and you'll be eating your pre-prepared food. And, And that's fine, because maybe you'll find someone. You'll find someone who's like you, or someone who's malleable and willing to change, but that's not me. And... If you really love me, you'll let me go. So don't follow me. (laughs) Just get your groceries and lock up after yourself.
1: Because
2: I've got to go.
0: Oh my god. Perfection. I kept thinking the song was about No, <laughs> I, I like, mean I've oh. never. Yeah. She goes, no. Oh, perfect. <laughs> wow. That oh. was really. That was really good, and it really felt in line with that. That uh, speech that uh, Christina gives to Burke, where she's like, <laughs> "My apartment is horrible. <laughs> like, I really, I have a mess <laughs> in every." But yours was <sighs> even better. Wow, incredible monologue. <laughs> perfect it started in such a silly place being like oh you have all this stuff in your fridge and then I was like no I'm invested they have to break up because she's changing in ways that she's not ready to change she doesn't want to eat bagged carrots No, she has like stop trying to make her do these things don't Mm -hmm. make her recycle (laughs) no (laughs) it'll accumulate so slowly (laughs) it'll accumulate so slowly um thank you so much for doing the podcast I'm coming to talk about April Kepner where can people find you oh that's a great question um
2: you folks can find follow me on I mean they're welcome to follow me on Twitter I believe my handle is it's it's, itzaritz I-T-Z-A-R-I-T-Z um, I post there about five times uh, a day once every five months <laughs> 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 That's the way to do it Yeah But they can also Follow me on Instagram Which I'm sure is weird <laughs> um, But same handle It's a Ritz uh, And I will actually Post like What shows I'm doing And stuff there Amazing Yeah uh, Thank you
0: so much For being on the podcast Thank you so much For listening to this episode Of I mean, And Anime. we'll see you again Next week
1: Forever Dog This has been A Forever Dog production Executive produced By Brett Boehm Joe Cilio And Alex Ramsey